Hello, everybody listening to the OIMOP replay. Let's talk about clickbait. Uh, <laughs> off air, we were, we were talking about clickbait and what that means. And Jessica's here on the call live. Yes, I think clickbait is exactly what we all think it is. Something bad. Something a little inappropriate, a little unethical, immoral, or at least disappointing to do. And would probably hurt you in the long term. Um, I think... There's no way around that. Like I, the point I want to make in the next like couple of minutes, you're talking about this is all of us should do more clickbait, but not, I want to use the right term here. We should be more clickbaity, but we shouldn't actually do clickbait. And there's two awesome resources on this. Um, one is like two or three years old at this point, but still highly relevant. And it's called the rise of emotion bait. I, I think I've, Got that completely wrong. It's by Glenn Alsup. And he did this thing where he analyzed a lot of current trends, specifically with media. This was, again, like 2017, 2018. And he was finding that the traditional clickbait in the right, in the terms that we think about it, like BuzzFeed, was just what comes to my head naturally, which is like, she, you won't believe these fat loss pills or something. I'm just making this up. That's clickbait, obviously. Um, at some point that got overused. And so it became like dead, even to like the public, like us bloggers, we, we, we've probably seen this, right? But even for non-marketers, it started getting overwhelming. And so what these companies transitioned to was kind of talking about emotion, happy, sad, fear, all sorts of things, and making it really clear what the article or piece of content was going to invoke emotionally uh, is really interesting. And Glenn also called it emotion bait. You can go read the article. I'll actually, I don't have it open in front of me. I'll find the link to it. I'll post it in Slack worth a read. And I was reminded of this last week. I had, I recorded a podcast episode with Tim Schmoyer, who's like, he's my go-to guru. I look up to him when it comes to YouTube stuff. He's got like half a million subs. It's a seven-figure business. He consults with ESPN and Disney and a ton of other huge companies on their YouTube strategy. And his whole thing is emotion in your titles and on YouTube for your thumbnails. That's the other half of that. Emotion, like elicit an emotion, tease an emotion that's in a post. Yes, you can do this with info content, by the way, like how-to posts and stuff like that. In fact, we talked about this on the podcast episode. It's really uh, it just got me thinking a lot about people's titles and how nobody's doing this really a, a tiny, small amount of people. But again, I'm talking about YouTube, but I think this applies to all of us. If you go look at the people who are like, like crushing it, crushing it, like millions and millions of subscribers, almost every single video is some sort of clickbaity. It's not clickbait per se. Some of them might be for sure, but everybody invokes intrigue and or emotion. Sometimes both intrigue and or emotion. The other resource that I found recently, I don't know if this is interesting to anybody but me, by the way, apologies in advance. If not, sorry, not sorry. Actually, this is important. The other resource I saw, I actually posted this in Slack like a week or two ago. And it was uh, a science channel on YouTube. One of the bigger ones, Veritasium. I love this guy. First of all, he's brilliant and how he like does unique interesting content. Oh my gosh. It's just worth checking out like five of his videos just to get some ideas of how he does things. He's, he's very creative. Anyways, he has this 
video on clickbait. And it's something like why clickbait works or something like that. And the video is so good. The video is really good. And part of his point was you as a creator need to be clickbaity, not do clickbait, but introduce the same concepts as uh, introduce the same concepts that make clickbait work. What makes clickbait so daggum effective, if not the most frustrating thing ever, there are concepts that drive why that works. And we can introduce those concepts without being, you won't believe how this woman lost 150 pounds, right? Crap like that. Right. Um, so I'll, I'll post those two resources in Slack. I wish I could sum it up succinctly here. I can't. Um, but the only other thing I'll say is, <laughs> okay. No one in online impact. So you guys have this. But I've been looking at a bunch of sites recently for blog audits, like little small one-off things where I just open up people's sites for like 10 minutes, right? And I record like a little Bloom video and I check out some of their SEO, I check out rankings and I check out a bunch of their top pages. And the one thing I've seen across every <laughs> site or the one thing that stands out is how bad their titles are. Like I can't even... I feel bad for these people. They're not listening to my voice. They won't hear this, hopefully, ever. So I don't mind saying this. But they've been absolutely terrible. And I think the reason is, is because people don't care or people don't think it's that important. And the more more content I produce, the more I research competitors for my niche site, the more I try and improve YouTube stuff, the more I realize that your titles are everything people until people been saying that for like five years but when's the last time you actually spent a long time on a title like be honest be real when's the last time you literally sat there and agonized and brainstormed some drafts and ran it through code schedules headline analyzer and like did all this stuff and then tested it and then tested it again like a week later never right like we we fall into these habits and we lose the sight of the fact that it's important so I do think intrigue and or emotion need to be there. It's absolutely possible on how-to content as well. And for more on that, I'm going to point you to my podcast episode that will come out in a week or two with Tim. He, he nails it. He, he explains it so well. And that's all I got. So the bottom line is that titles matter so much. So much. More so than ever. Uh, increasingly so. I feel like we just need like a reminder to pop up on our phones once a month that reminds us, hey, your titles, your intros, your thumbnails are so important. It's what gets people to your content and gets them to stay and stick around. So I'm going to create an app that does that. Just reminds us once a week. That's so important. All right. That's all I got. I don't know if that was interesting or not. It's totally not what I was planning on talking about, but it's something I'm, it's something I'm thinking about. It's something I'm fired up about. Wait, wait. Um, Jessica posted here. One of my favorite clickbait articles is the so-and-so paid off over $500,000 of debt in one year. Uh, <laughs> oh, and then you read the article and the person just sold two houses. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Um, yeah. Just frustrating. Don't get me wrong. Clickbait sucks. In fact, I can think of one creator specifically who I get duped into clicking 
every time and I'm constantly disappointed with the content that I'm mad at myself. I'm not going to name names. Um, you guys probably don't know them, but I see a lot of their stuff and I'm like, I got a click and then I'm disappointed immediately. Not everybody, but just a few. All right. Does anybody have anything before I stop recording? I'll say, well, I'll, I'll, I'll share one more thing because you guys are quiet. Um, I found a, a couple of really cool tools recently that have caught my eye. I got them uh, written down here. I'll post them in Slack, etc. Most of them are free except for maybe one. The first one would be DynaList. D-Y-N-A. DynaList. It sounds like something from the 60s or something. Actually, it sounds like that uh, car company from the movie Cars, the Pixar movie, Dynaco. DynaList. Anyways, DynaList. Um, dynalist.co, dynalist.io. I'm not sure. It's basically just bullet point lists that you can use to organize. .io, dynalist.io. Uh, it's free. It's like unlimited for free. There's a paid plan, but this is weird features. And you can collapse and expand different bullet points at different levels. It's really easy to move things around. You just play around with it for like five minutes and you'll realize like, oh, this, this, this works. That's pretty cool. I'm not really sure what I would use it for. Oh my gosh. Brainstorming, outlining, even note-taking, which is a little weird. I've been using it for. They use it a lot in Authority Hackers, uh, the course I'm going through for uh, planning out site structure for your website and for researching content, like even a blog post, doing like a little bit of quick research. Oh man, I've, I've like absolutely obsessed with it now. Dynalist.io. Uh, the other one is craft.do. These domain extensions are getting out of hand. Craft, C-R-A-F-T dot D-O, do. Craft.do, uh, I think it's Mac only, but they are building a web version for anybody using PCs. I think it's coming out soon. It's basically a writing app, an editor, but I've been using it for a little while now, and it's like delightful. It's delightful to type in. I really am searching for the perfect writing app for blogging because I don't like writing in WordPress, and so far I don't like writing anywhere else because it's hard to transition into WordPress. So I'm going to create an app one of these days. But for right now, craft.do is really fun. Slab.com, S-L-A-B.com, is like a team uh, tool. It's, it's like a team wiki right um you've seen these all the time wikis that the very specific format for like diving into standard operating procedures or resources it's it's meant for teams you can use it individual to like keep track of stuff if you want to but if you have like even contractors or vas or that sort of stuff it's pretty cool and they have a free plan too i believe that's slab.com uh the next one i'm actually stoked about i'm gonna use it i don't think it's free they might have a free version. They do have a free version, actually, but I'm going to pay for it anyways. Affiliatable.io. Has anybody heard of this? Affiliatable. That's hard to spell. Affiliatable.io. Stupid name. It's a cool product. This is like review. If you imagine like a review blog post or something like that with comparison tables and like boxes for pros and cons where the pros have like green check marks and green fonts and the cons have red fonts or whatever their stuff looks so good uh it's just really cool for like affiliate marketing for review content for any sort of content that you might want to have like above and beyond great looking text and boxes and stuff like that 
works really well with WordPress. They have a WordPress plugin. I haven't actually used it yet. But you can actually do it in their app and just copy and paste the HTML over, which is actually really cool. I love the way they do that. Affiliateable.io. So I'm actually going to be using that on the niche site. It's really cool. Um, two more things I'll just breeze through. Pixelmator. So I've been paying for the Adobe suite for two, three months now after not using it for like three years. And I'm really happy with Photoshop and Lightroom and so on and so forth. I also use Canva, which uh, it's like, I hate it. I want to quit it so bad, but I use it for like a few special features that are hard to do anywhere else in any other like design platforms. So like I stay with Canva, but I'm actually looking to switch over to Pixelmator Pro, which is a one-time payment. I think it's, it's like 50 bucks. I think this is Mac only. Sorry, everybody. Yep, I think it's Mac only. I'm looking to switch there for all my photo needs, Photoshop, Lightroom, graphics. It can also do, I believe. I haven't actually switched yet, but I literally saw people talking about it today. I'm going to switch over. And uh, Thrivecart Learn. It's pretty good, actually. Thrivecart Learn. I'll have a review video, I think, coming out in the next couple of weeks because I, I think it's interesting. But Lifetime, like 200 bucks. I'm sold. Oh, it's actually free. Uh, but there's a few extra features. I'm thinking about moving literally all my courses over to Thrive Current Learn. 200 bucks, lifetime, custom domain, drag and drop. That's great. It works really well. Seamless integration with obviously the Thrive Cart products and stuff like that. That's actually my biggest thing. It's like, oh, I don't have to use Zapier anymore. Like I could literally stop paying that as well. 20 bucks a month, probably. Ding, ding, ding. Check mark. All right, I've been talking for a while. I'll shut up now. Thank you guys for tuning in live and for listening on the replay. If you guys need anything, Slack me as always. And that's all I got. Oh, and actually a lot of people listen to this like same day. Workshop, November 13. I'm going to butcher the date. I think it's 13. So Saturday, (laughs) mid-November, Liz Wilcox is going to do some sales page and copywriting stuff. She already has like a little... Like agenda, she sent me. She emailed me. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm absolutely excited to see uh, what she comes up with. And then she's gonna like review some of the people, people's sales pages who are on the call. Just like post your URL and chat, and she'll give it the once over, which I think is also really fun. November 13. Look out for the emails, and I will see you guys next time.